Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Sport Kite Podcast. I am your host, Nick O'Neill, founder of sportkite.org, and I wanted to thank you for tuning in and listening. This podcast is a part of the website sportkite.org, and it's a growing resource for sport kite flyers and enthusiasts. It is all volunteer run and updated. So if you're interested in supporting the podcast, go to buymeacoffee.com slash sportkite. You can also find us on Facebook, and we'd love to hear what you think, whether you agree or disagree with what we're saying, or maybe you want to add something. Listeners to the podcast may have noticed that an episode did not publish on May 3rd, 2021, or the week of May 3rd, 2021. I had a nice episode recorded regarding handles and straps for both dual line and quad line kites that you might encounter. And unfortunately, as I was loading it up to the podcast platform, the audio got corrupted and I lost all that work. And so... I'm working on going back through my notes and I will re-record that episode and we'll have that at a later date. But for this episode, I just kind of wanted to give you some insight onto some of the things that are ahead in 2021 for sport kites and maybe give you something to look forward to. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. All right, so welcome everyone to this episode of the Sport Kite Podcast. Uh, first off, I want to give a shout out to the following people who have gone to that buymeacoffee.com slash sportkite and have supported us uh, through some patronage that goes a very long way to making sure that not only the podcast keeps going, but also that the website keeps going. And that would be Tim, Wayne, Ivo, Appalachian Pilot, another Tim, Morton, Alan, and George. So a big thank you to all of you for your donations. I absolutely just, I'm blown away uh, that you guys took the step and you did that. Um, it means a lot and it, it's going to keep this thing going for quite some time. So thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so for those of you that have been around, so to speak, for the past decade or even more, you, you know that sport kite competition has been on a serious decline. There are perhaps many reasons for this, not a singular one, but the end result is the same. The competition is not very enticing to newcomers. It's a little bit cumbersome and unimaginative for the experienced and... Uh, some have said that it's a little bit lackluster all around. Uh, mind you, this is not a comment on the individual competitor. There have been many, many, many amazing folks out there that have brought their A game to the field and put on one hell of a show. So kudos to all of you. This is more about the infrastructure of uh, competitive kite flying. And this is also not to meant to disparage the hard work, time, and effort of those that were the organizers or the folks on the ground working to make things continue and happen. Uh, also, big kudos to them. They put in a tremendous amount of work, and they did it with such a loving and good heart that I, I want to give a shout out to them and uh, pay my respects to that. Um, so this is more about the somewhat amorphous blob that is competition, and it's been hanging around after seeing its peak 
over a decade ago. Um, it's a discussion about a very specific type of competition, not all competition. The pandemic shut down all events in 2020, and as a few events make tentative appearances in 2021, there's more than just the potential festival goers missing. There's also an absence of formalized sport kite competition. There's not really been any sport kite competition since late 2019 in a formalized and recorded sense, or at least recorded in a semi-official or public way. At this point, it feels like the whole scene just like disappeared, not with a bang, but with a soft whimper, uh, kind of just vanishing into the ether. And uh, I know this sounds like doom and gloom, but honestly, I'm seeing it as something positive. I'm seeing this last year or so as a potential for us to reset and maybe decide how we want it to go forward. So in that sense, uh, you know, like, let's get to kind of the grassroots of why we might want to compete. And that might kind of help us see what we might see in the near future. And really what I'm seeing is the development of, or kind of the encouragement of video competition and potentially very grassroots, like just friendly flying. And while we don't have festivals, we don't have the insurance requirements, we don't have the the public that we need to perform for, we can distill all of this down to the absolute basics and kind of what is at the heart of all of this. So I see a lot of that picking up in the coming year, and that's something that I think we should support and push through, and it'll be awesome. Of course, if we hear of any competition or any competition types, we'll definitely be talking about it here on the podcast and hopefully talking with some of the competitors and organizers so we can kind of help promote and uh, encourage everyone to participate in that. So uh, that kind of on the side, let's get to some of the other news that's out there. I'm sure most of the folks that are in the Sport Kite Pilots Lounge have already seen this. So this may be old news for most of the listeners right now, but um, John McCracken and Devin Coble Morrison, who are both members of this podcast, and we hope to be talking with them again soon, they are launching their own uh, boutique kite building brand, and that is Canvas Kites. And they will be offering the spur, the crux, and the intention in both ultralight and standard models for all three of those kites. A lot of high hopes here. They are amazing and exceptional builders, and they definitely have the skill set for building a high-end sport kite. Word has it also that several other boutique builders have some high-end sport kites that are in the pipeline that we're going to see released later this year. And uh, I'm really excited to share that I know of a few other mid-range sport kites that will be hitting the market here sometime soon. And hopefully we will do that with an announcement along with an interview of the people involved. So I know super secret squirrel. I can't really share the details just yet, but uh, I have it on very good authority that we're going to see a lot more sport kites hitting the market, which I think is awesome 
because uh, we're starting to see a lot more people pick up sport kite flying. So that leads me into the last little bit of news that you may or may not have heard. And again, sorry, we're kind of catching up on this episode, trying to figure out what happened with last week's episode. But um, yeah, so the other news is that uh, even though the pandemic is still in full swing, Uh, We are seeing a little bit more of specialized kite training camps. So uh, there are two camps I'm I'm thinking of right now, and these really aren't camps per se, like sport kite camp that we're going to be hosting as soon as the pandemic's cleared up, um, but more like clinics. So uh, first and foremost, we have uh, uh, kite training clinics with John Baresi of KiteLife.com and KiteForge well-known sport kite flyer, quad line flyer, all of that. He's he's definitely earned his place in the kite world Um, and hoping to do an interview with him soon that kind of gets into those details. But this last weekend, he had a quad clinic in Long Beach, Washington, where everyone was able to maintain social distancing and really work on their quad flying skills. Um, And it was just, it was great to see everybody out there kind of sharing the stoke and learning from one another. And they're taking that information back and going back to their home fields and improving their flying. So really looking forward to seeing a few more of those popping up um, around the country from the established flyers and from uh, established instructors like uh, John Bressy himself. If you're interested in one of those clinics, go to kitelife.com. You can find out all of the information there. He'll share with you all of the details on how you can set up a clinic and get him to come out and teach you various awesome things. He does mainly quad line kites, but he also does dual line sport kites. So if that's your interest, just let him know. The other is uh, something else that I'm really interested to see is there is a pair out of Santa Barbara, California. Uh, They will be using uh, Prism brand foils and power kites to host a summer kite camp and teach kids how to uh, how to fly kites and with the idea of they're either going to go into sport kite flying or potentially go into kiteboarding. So this is kind of on the old school summer camp model and it's just spending all day flying uh, predominantly dual line uh, kites, sport kites, foils, and and smaller power kites. And so really looking forward to seeing that. You can uh, Google them. I believe they're West Coast Kite Life. Uh, I don't know that that's their official name. I think they're, they're going to be changing their name here soon. But uh, you can find that information online um, and see what they're doing. Uh, maybe touch base with them and and such. So uh, that really is kind of a recap of the news that you've probably heard or maybe you missed over this last week. And I figured I would drop it here and uh, really looking forward to the next few episodes. I'm going to try and record or re-record that episode where I did talk about the different types of handles and straps that you may find um, when it comes to sport kite flying. Uh, and that's both dual line and quad line sport kite flying uh, because it there can be said 
uh, something for preference, but there is also something for purpose. And I kind of dive deep into that. So look for that hopefully next week. Uh, and here also I will be getting the whole crew together again and we'll be doing some more in-depth sessions and interviews and kind of general chat with them. And we will also have some direct interviews with some prominent sport kite flyers that are around the world. And I will be interviewing a brand new person that has just picked up a sport kite for their very first time. And we're going to get kind of an insight onto why they do the thing that they do. So that episode is for you experienced folks to listen and kind of relive the fun and all of that that you had when you first started flying sport kites. So with that, I wanted to say uh, again, thank you for listening to this episode of the Sport Kite Podcast. We hope to be bringing you something new every week and we're gathering your questions together and bringing them to the crew to discuss on the future episodes. So if you have something you'd like to ask or you're wondering about, you know, just send us an email at info at sportkite.org or you can shoot us a message on Facebook and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, oh yes, by the way, if you like what you've heard here and you'd like to see it continue, consider becoming a supporter. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash sportkite and uh, would love it if you hit subscribe button on your podcast streaming platform. And if you feel so inclined to go ahead and give us a rating, a five-star rating really does help kind of boost uh, the viewership of this podcast. So, all right. Thank you everybody for listening and till next time. See ya.